Our scripture lesson this morning comes from the Gospel of Matthew, Matthew chapter 11, verses 28 through 30. But before I read those verses to you, please bow your heads and join me in prayer. Gracious and loving God, we come to you now with open hearts, hopeful to hear your word. We pray by the grace of your spirit that the words we hear and the thoughts of our hearts will lead us to your will for all of us as your church and for each of us as your children. Dear God, we love you. We thank you for your love. Amen. So again, Matthew chapter 11, beginning with verse 28. Come to me, all you that are weary and carrying heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Over the past couple of weeks, just like you, I have been glued to my television screen, watching all the things that are going on in our country, saddened and filled with grief because of the violence that we've seen, wondering what I need to do to try to help, worried that I don't know how to help, and trying to find answers like all of us have. I've been looking at many of the signs that many of the protesters have been carrying to try to figure out how I can help those people in need. You've seen signs too, signs that have had people's names on them, people who have died, signs that have called for justice, signs that have called for peace, and even a few signs that have said things like, here, free water and masks for anybody who needs it. But there was one sign I saw just a couple of days ago that has really stuck in my mind. It was a sign that said, Aren't you tired yet? I thought about that sign, and I've thought about it every day since then, because when I first saw that sign, all I could think of was, I am so tired. I am so tired of all of this, of all that we've been going through over the past few months, and, and for many people, many years. I'm tired of the fact that we are fighting a virus that we can't really see right now, and we don't know how long we'll be fighting it. I'm tired of trying to answer questions that I don't have answers to, like when are we going to be able to worship again? I'm tired of watching people hurt each other and watching people take violence into their own hands on our television screens. I'm tired of watching people grieve and hurt. I'm tired of not being able to see my family right now, and I'm tired of not being able to see you and and care for you the way I've been trained how to do it, face to face. And I've got to be honest with you, I'm tired of not being able to worship with you. I'm really tired of preaching to a camera. But Jesus must have gotten tired too from time to time, and that's why we get verses like the one I just read to you today. Verses that give us comfort in times when our souls are weary. Jesus in this verse says, Come to me, all of you who are weary and carrying heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. I have to tell you, I've used that verse many times in my life when my soul has been weary, especially in times of my life where I have not known what to do, when I've just had to leave everything up to God and ask for God's help, in times when I've tried to care for people who are in hospitals and are just hoping that treatments will work this time, or when I've tried to surround families who have had family members die and we're at funerals and I'm trying to just offer them a few words of comfort. Come to me, all of you who are weary and tired, and I will give you rest. I've recited that verse to myself many times over the past couple of weeks. But something's different this time. 
This time, for some reason, every time I offer those words up to God, it doesn't seem to be working. I'm still tired. I'm still losing sleep at night. I'm still worried and weary and not sure what to do. And I'm wondering why offering those things up to God and trusting God to handle it is not working. makes me wonder if I'm doing something wrong. Well, as it turns out, I am doing something wrong. I didn't read the whole passage to you because, you see, the passage goes on. Come to me, all of you who are weary and carrying heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. Now, as you know, I'm not a farmer, so I had to look up what a yoke was. But a yoke is like a harness that was put around an ox or a donkey or any kind of animal that was pulling a plow or pulling a cart. And the, the harness was there so that the, the farmer or the, the master who was steering the cart could steer the donkey or steer the ox or steer the animal so that the animal would go in the direction that the farmer wanted the animal to go. So when what Jesus is saying is, take my yoke upon me, upon you, let me be your master. Learn from me. Follow the path that I have carved. Follow the path that I have called you to. And there you will find rest for your weary souls. The problem is, if we look at the path that Jesus has carved for us in the Gospels, it's a really tough path to follow. Think about it, even in the Gospel of Matthew, Jesus says, Love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. Jesus says, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Jesus teaches us, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. And when someone comes and asks Jesus to sum it all up, he says, Do two things, love God and love your neighbor as yourself. Love your neighbor as yourself. To put that yoke upon us means we try to follow in the footsteps of Jesus. Let Jesus be our master and lead us as we try to love our neighbors as ourselves. And so to me, what that means is I, as difficult as it is, should be looking at my neighbors and asking them, what are you tired of right now? Even those neighbors that drive me crazy, even those neighbors that challenge me, even those neighbors that maybe I might call my enemies, Jesus calls me to love them as myself and, myself and to ask them, what are you tired of right now? Well, you know, if I, I went to those neighbors of mine who were suffering with poverty right now and asked them that question, I bet they would say, you know, Brad, we're tired we're tired of not being able to find a place to live where we can pay the rent. We're tired of having to schedule our week and our, our months around food distribution sites. And we're real tired of people coming and telling us that it's just as easy as finding a new job. We're tired. And if I ask some of those older adults who are my neighbors, what are you tired of? I bet they would say, Brad, we are tired of being so lonely. We're tired of being forgotten. We're tired of not being valued anymore because of our age, not being valued the way we used to be when we were younger. And you know, if I went to those women in our community who are my neighbors and I asked them, what are you tired of? I bet those women would say, Brad, we are tired of being treated like objects. We're tired of living in a world where our physical appearance is more important than our voices or our talents or the things that we care about. We're tired of living in a world where sex is more valued than 
our security and our safety and our health. And if I went to those members of our community who are gay or lesbian or transgendered and I asked them, what are you tired of? I bet they would say, Prad, we are so tired of being treated like we're broken, like we're strange, like we're sinful, like we're not fully human, because we are. And if I went to those members of our community who are black or African American or of any race of color and asked them, what are you tired of? I bet they would say, Brad, we're so tired of people judging us on first sight, judging us as dangerous or uneducated or unmotivated, judging us and being afraid of us, which is causing us to be afraid of them, judging us and saying, always saying that our neighborhood is the bad neighborhood. We're tired of, of your children, Brad, not wanting to go to school with our children. We're tired of not being able to afford things like college because our parents couldn't afford college for us and our grandparents couldn't afford college for them. We're tired of being afraid. And if I asked all of them together, what are you tired of most of all? I'm afraid they would say, Brad, most of all, we're tired that you're not tired of all of that. Well, I have to tell you, I am tired of all of that. But I'm also afraid because I don't know how to fix it. I'm afraid of what it means, what I will be asked to do, or what I can do that I don't know how to do to try to fix all of those things. I'm worried about how dangerous it will be for me to try to change anything, any aspect of my life, so that I can try to help and love those neighbors like Jesus calls me to. I'm worried will I lose family members or lose loved ones because they'll disrespect me. Or will I lose church members who are mad at me for what I might say or do? Will I lose my job or will I lose my security or will I lose some of the privilege that I have or will I lose face because I have to admit that maybe I was wrong at one time in my life? And in the midst of all of those worries and wearies that are circling around in my mind, I hear the voice of Jesus saying, Brad, that's why you're so tired. Because you have all of these other harnesses around your neck trying to steer you in different directions. Worries about your reputation. Worries about what other people will think of you. Worries about being wrong because we're all wrong from time to time. Worries about your money. Worries about your security. Worries about your reputation and what makes you who you are. Because what makes you who you are, Brad, is that I love you. Jesus says, take all of those harnesses off of your shoulders and take my yoke upon you and worry about one thing. Try to love your neighbor. Try to love your neighbor as yourself. Try to think of all the ways, the complex ways, that you can love your neighbor even more. Take all of those other yokes off and put my yoke on. And if you do so, it will change your heart and it will change the world around you. That's really what our song, our hymn this morning is all about, Just As I Am Without One Plea. It was a hymn that many of us know because of Billy Graham and Bev Shea, but it was actually written many, many years earlier in the 1800s, a woman named Charlotte Elliott. 
Charlotte Elliott had a really difficult life, a hate-filled life, an angry life, and she had reason to be. Her life was, was filled with hate because she had a difficult, painful disability that she carried with her her whole life, and it filled her heart with anger and hurt. Anger at her friends who didn't have to go through what she went through, but also anger at God for leaving her in this condition. She found many days to curse her friends or curse her neighbors and curse God too. Finally, one day, her family asked a minister to come over, a minister named Caesar Mallon, to come over and talk to her and pastor to her and hopefully help her. But she just began, as she always did, by cursing him and cursing God. And finally, in the midst of that conversation, the minister asked her one question. Charlotte, aren't you tired? Aren't you tired of holding on to that hate? Aren't you tired of holding on to that anger? Don't you want to let those things go? And she said, with all my heart, yes, but I don't know how to do that. And the minister said, just give all of those things to God. Your hate and your anger and your fear and your frustration, your sin and your joys. Give it all to God and let God use it. And if you do that, God will change your heart and God will change the world around you. And something in those words changed her because she did start to find ways to love God more and share the love of God with the people around her in her world. Finally, one day her brother wanted to start a school for young boys who were poor, and he asked her to help her raise some money and help him raise some money. And so she had been writing poems inspired by her love of God, and she decided to sell one of those poems. And within that poem, it contained the words, Just as I am, though tossed about, many dangers, many doubts, fighting within, fighting without, O Lamb of God, I come. Jesus says, Come to me, all of you who are weary and worried and carrying heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. Take that yoke upon you to love your neighbor more deeply and more fully. It will take courage, but if you do that, you can drop all of those other wearies and other worries down. It will change your heart. And even more so, it'll change the world around you. Because see, that's what Jesus is trying to do. Yes, he takes us right where we are, but he has no intention of leaving us where he found us. He wants to change us and change the world through us. Now there's no question, it takes courage to do that. To take that yoke of Jesus upon us and to follow the path that he carved. I'll be honest with you, I don't know that I have the courage most days. But I will tell you one thing. I sure am tired. And I know this world is tired too. And maybe you're tired too. And I think that's a good place for us to start. To the glory of God. Amen.